Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Thanks for the Knowledge. It's Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. It has been a little while since I've occupied this space, since I've occupied this intro. I haven't been on the show in a long time. I was on vacation, which was amazing. And I'm so glad that other people took the mantle and did an incredible job. And then I was sick. I had COVID. And I really enjoyed the, uh, the the Evo discussion from last week's episode. Thanks to uh, Jordan and Imran and Michael Hyam for stepping up in my stead. But now I'm back, baby, and we have a lot to get to. I'm, of course, going to get you ready for the uh, game releases ahead. We'll talk about uh, what's come out in the past few weeks, too, because, you know, I haven't been around. We should talk about some of the big stuff that came out. Uh, and I, I'm also going to catch you up with the news, of course. But first, I've got to talk to Nikki Grayson about what the Embracer Group just did this week. This week, we're debuting a brand new segment called, Hey, what happened, Nikki? And here with me to debut this segment is Nikki Grayson. Hi, Nikki. Hey, it's me from the hit segment. What happened, Nikki? What happened, Nikki? Um, I, you know, I want, sometimes stuff happens in the news and I'm just like, I think Nikki's uniquely positioned Mm. to tell me about, you know, goings on. Like you've got, you know, you've got like, you know, like if something happened with like a new car that seems kind of cool or unique Mm -hmm. or like a piece of technology that, you know, I, I, you know. I'm not really familiar with or like, Mm -hmm. you know, something that's happened in like women's soccer Mm -hmm, that I might mm -hmm. be unfamiliar with. And then it's just like really big business transactions. I go like, I think like mergers and acquisitions are my middle name. Right. Um, Nikki M&A Grayson (laughs) is what we do call you um, around the water cooler and the slack and all that stuff. Um, And when I woke up on Thursday morning, um, I had like a genuinely like hilarious number of Slack messages to wake up to that were just like Embracer Group bought this. Embracer Group bought this. And um I they've done this before. The old THQ Nordic holding company that rebranded to Embracer. Um, what the fuck did they do this week? Okay, so They forgot, I think, that most of the games press is based in the United States of America. Yeah, they seem to release the information when Sweden cared about it. Yeah, which is like, which is fair. Like, I get it. 
Right. Like your company is based like half in Sweden and half in uh-huh. Austria. Like I get it. That's totally fine. However, there are times of the day where it overlaps, uh-huh. where it's daytime for both of us. Yeah. So releasing this information at um, midnight Eastern Standard Time <laughs> uh-huh. was a ch- was a choice. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. I guess they realized that they needed to spend money. They needed to spend uh, one second. Eight point two billion sec. Which is roughly yeah, eight hundred like million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's forty five bucks. Yeah, uh, it's eight. It's about eight hundred million dollars. Now, that's a lot of money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Right. Um, and they spent it on stuff that I did not know was for sale. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's I also my favorite. Was surprised by most of these. I think that's my favorite thing about Embracer uh-huh. is that. They they will buy things that no reasonable person would ask are for sale. Uh-huh. Right. And the biggest one of these we I will discuss last, but is the Lord of the Rings franchise. Yes. Which apparently was up for sale. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and Embracer swung in and beat Amazon for it mm-hmm. and bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they <laughs> I'm going to read you the, the, this is their primary press release. Okay. They released like 10 press releases. They did. They've released 10 separate bespoke press releases, but they also released like a wrap up, which is like, you know, that's like our philosophy too. Like do little breakouts, but let's Mm -hmm. also do a, you know, a full recap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're learning from the best. They're learning from the best. Yeah. This is a, this is a headline that tells me that you have too much stuff happening (laughs) at your company. Embracer group announces the 11th, operating group embracer <laughs> free mode <laughs> now this this is the 11th operating group within embracer here is just what this one the 11th one here are the things the only things that it's in charge of mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> retro classic and heritage gaming game Heri- development and production now, heritage gaming <laughs> Yeah, is, a, is a blood chilling, <laughs> blood chilling uh, name. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, they're, they're heirloom, heirloom games. Uh-huh. Um, game development and production, devices, gear and collectibles, community and e-commerce, new idea technology incubation and production services. Now, that to me seems like you just, it's, that's, <laughs> now I <laughs> Embracer's coming through the window. Oh fuck! I got embraced, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Glad you're okay. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry about the noise. No, it's okay. It'll we will it'll make its way into the. The just, episode, I'm sure. It's just fucking. <laughs> his waveform is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, now, Nikki, do you want to hit me with the uh, the the uh, the text from that? <laughs> yeah, for the, sure. Now that you've been now that you've been embraced. Um, yeah, now I know it. It's now that you know in my it. mind. Yeah. Um. So these these broad and diverse market segments include retro and classic retro classic heritage gaming and entertainment. Good lord. Game development and production, 
devices, gear and collectibles, community and e-commerce, new idea and technology incubation, and production services, which to me just sounds like a studio. It it just sounds like so many things. Why do you need 11 subsidiaries or whatever or to, to do all of this? Like, what do the like rest you don't of them need do? This now here's now here's another now here's another um thing that I've found. Yeah. Um, the person who is the CEO of uh-huh. Free Mode, imagine being one of eleven CEOs <laughs> for whom there you're still not the boss. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's the fucking hierarchy of CEOs? Yeah, like is the TH key CEO more or less powerful than the free mode CEO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like, just based the, on tenure? Is it based yeah, what's on the what's the what's it called if the president dies and the vice president succession dies? plan? Yeah, yeah, what's the succession plan? Like yeah. how how many people have to die before Lee Guinchard uh <laughs> becomes <laughs> becomes um Embracer's real CEO? Anyway, he used to be the vice president of hardware at Activision. Oh. Now, Activision mm-hmm. does not make hardware. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> some are some have made this point and, and noticed this before, but you're right. So yeah, they, uh, they don't do that. They don't make hardware. And they now I will say they did make hardware. Right. If you count guitar hero controllers, sure. Yep. And Skylanders uh-huh. <laughs> as hardware. Yep. Neither of which they produce in house. No, but okay. Um, Can you imagine Bobby Kotick walking walking around the fucking <laughs> Guitar Hero controller factory? Yeah, yeah. Those the flippers looking pretty good. <laughs> flippers feeling pretty good in my hands. I don't uh, like to feel more, on this orange button. Can we get this a little tighter? <laughs> more than a feeling. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's that's the that's the thing that they quote unquote started. Yeah. Yesterday. Now, under that umbrella is some weird stuff like Sing Tricks, which is an audio processing company Uh that has worked on, as far as I can tell, a guitar hero. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and I think they it it tells it's the middle layer when a person sings into microphone yeah. that tells video game what notes are being hit. Okay. I don't know why you need to buy a company that for that. Does that. It's shocking that that company exists. Yes. In a way. Still. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't, I don't know. They bought limited run game. So rest in peace to that. Yep. Uh, small business. <laughs> that's, that's the big, <laughs> I think that's maybe the biggest bummer for me is yeah. like, oh, all right. So this is, this is just done. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I guess congrats to I am eight bit for winning the war. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then they bought Tuxedo Labs, which, as far as I can tell, is one or two guys. They're they were the studio that made Teardown. They did Teardown, the which is very cool. Yeah, the, I yes. like that game. And they also bought Tripwire Interactive. And they made Man Eater, which is the, the shark. Yeah, the game. shark. Which I so, did not like. Some people liked. No, I did not like because that. It was game. not good. Yeah. When I played it at PAX um, East yeah. this year, because it was on the on the show floor. My God. This year, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's not good." Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're just embracers really just kind of leaning into what we only make b games uh right except according to their uh the longer press release um they have 220 games in development right now 220 25 of those are quote triple a games that will be released between now and the end of fiscal year 2026 yeah so 25 25 games over four years Mm -hmm. yeah sure 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 they have multiple announcements coming at Gamescom. Which I guess you gotta, you gotta talk about these 25 fucking games. Right. Je- Je- um, Jeff Grubb, a uh, friend of the site, uh, posted mm-hmm. a poll um, on Thursday morning. Uh, that was basically like, without looking it up, can you tell me one game that Embracer Group is uh, publishing that you're like excited about? Excited about? Yeah. No. Can you tell me one game they're making? The SpongeBob game. All right. <laughs> okay. Do my, they my answer Gearbox? is whatever whatever Gearbox is making is like not yeah. that I'm, not what I'm excited about, but I just know when did that's that's all I really know. When did Gearbox buy em, no Embracer buy Gearbox? Was that last year? I yeah, I believe it was about eighteen months ago. Let me. How much money did two K make on that? Uh, gear. Wow, I was I was almost gear. dead on. Yeah, February twenty twenty one. Damn. Um. Oh sure. I I just re- like the, my big thing about this is like for what? Like why? Like why did you? Like sure, now you have two hundred and twenty games in development. We it's this, it is the in my in my view. Now there's a big difference here, and we can talk about it. I, I also want to do the ethical thing to be like, hey, like we are still owned by them, so mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. But it, I think it's mostly the same philosophy that Tencent is making, mm-hmm. where it's just like, let's buy so many things. That the bad investments will be so quiet. One of them's got to fucking that, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> put it on red and there, black. There will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but but it's like, hey, it's good work if you can get it. If you can buy the whole fucking thing, then then you're basically just hedging your bets constantly. And yeah. but 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 I think the big difference though is that Tencent's been making kind of big swings in triple a markets and more or less leaving these studios alone for the most yes. part. I don't know what embracers philosophy is on that. And that's also because they don't have one as I, far as I can tell. I, I that's, I think that I agree with that is like, I don't, I think, I think in a lot of ways, both of these holdings companies, there's embracer, there's 10 cent. There's a few other um, big publishers. I would probably lump into this. Their identity is basically we're big. Like we, yeah, we, we own a lot of stuff. So we kind of have our hands in a lot of pies, but Embracer is weird in the sense that, um, I don't think they have any of the overall brand cachet that some of these bigger publishers have with their studios where it's just like, you know, Microsoft owns a ton now, you know? And so that I would lump them into this as well, but I can also tell you the, 
identities of a lot of those individual studios and um, and also like what they're for like yeah, like yeah, yeah. those purchases are in service of making games big and small right. for game pass yep forever yep like but embracer like can like you know what i feel like mm. is like embracer is like six months away from being like we have we made steam right for all 220 of our upcoming games yep you're gonna have to if you want to play saints row i think that's them yeah if you want to play saints row you're gonna have to use the embracer launcher you're gonna have to download uh fucking vapor hi embracer vapor is there an is there an o in there or is it v-a-p-r uh it's v-a-p-r Damn, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and it sucks. <laughs> it's VAPR, <laughs> and it's coming, it's coming right, right around the corner. Um, I, I, but, but it's like some people might point to this one piece of the acquisition puzzle that they did this week as saying, like, oh, like there's some identity here. There, the, but the it, the purchase of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit uh-huh. intellectual properties actually confused me more yes um i don't what for what and and like, all and also i just straight up thought jeff bezos owned this already um so, which, which was a misunderstanding on my part for sure yes so sorry did y'all hear the fire truck no but um, they're pulling up they're pulling up maybe um so yeah, here's here are the specific things that imp- I'm just going to no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to St- Stefan Totillo's Twitter account. Yeah, he found he, a JPEG he, he in he a found slide a good somewhere. JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> OK, the year is 1969. <laughs> <laughs> United Artists acquires the film, television, stage and merchandising rights to two things. The Hobbit. And Lord of the Rings mm. from the man Jur Tolkien. Jur <laughs> Tolkien. Jur Tolkien. But Jur Tolkien retained the book publishing rights. Uh-huh. In 1976, Saul Saints Production Company acquires the film and, quote, other rights mm-hmm. for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. From United Artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Saul Zaints' company turns into Tolkien Enterprises. Yes. The the Cimmerillion is published in 1977. In 1978, the animated motion picture, The Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings comes out. That's a that's a Ralph Bakshi joint. Yes. In 1990, and then it goes to sleep for many years. Yeah. In 1997, the Saul Zanitz company options their film and merchandising rights, but crucially not the television or stage rights, just the film and merchandising rights to Miramax. Yep. Who immediately is like, I don't want this. And then gives it to (laughs) New Line Cinema (laughs) under the Warner Brothers band or under, under the Warner Brothers brand. And then they immediately start production on Fellowship of the Ring. Which comes out in 2001. Yeah. Uh, the Two Towers comes out in 2002, Make You Think. And then The Return of the King comes out in 2003. And then this is the, this to me is the weirdest insertion here. Yeah. There were many 
many Lord of the Rings video games. There were so many. The first one that Embracer has decided to tell everyone about <laughs> is Battle for Middle Earth, an RTS game that EA made in 2004. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, also the musical premiered in Toronto in 2006. Yeah, sure. Sure. The uh, gun to my head, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that that nope. existed. But yeah. Nope. Um, a company I've never heard of, Turbine Incorporated, released an MMO that is based on the books, The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. called The Lord of the Rings Online. Okay, yes. In 2010... Tolkien Enterprises, which, just to be clear, contains, um, at this point, just the television state, just the just the television and stage rights, I think. Okay. And also, um, well, maybe, and also the film rights. No one's quite sure because when they optioned it to Miram, whatever, whatever, <laughs> they ch- they changed the name of the business in 2010. Yes. And then the Hobbit movies came out, which were all bad. Yeah. Um, the 2012 was the first Hobbit. 2013 was the Desolation of Smaug. Smaug. And then in 2014 was a huge year for the Harry Potter series. Huge year. Huge year for Harry Potter. Um, nope. What's this one? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Same shit. Crucially, listeners, they are not the same. J.R.R. Tolkien not the same. is not the is same kind fine? of person. Uh, yeah, okay, he's well. fine. Yeah, he's fine. Is he still kicking? No, no, no probably no, not. No. Huh? He's super, super. He, he, had wrote, he had written the whole book in 1969, I guess. So yeah, yeah. He probably was, not. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's been long toast. Yeah. Um. The third Hobbit movie comes out. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor comes out. Yeah. A Warner Brothers property. Correct. And then the Lego Hobbit video game is also released because that's also a Warner Brothers property. Yep. In 2017, Amazon announces that they are going to make a Lord of the Rings television show. And then the assumption was that that meant that they had all of it. Right. But they it did was, not. They did not, as everyone learned yesterday. They only had, I guess, the rights to an episodic production that was more than four episodes, <laughs> which is so specific. So, I don't, if you're Jeff Bezos, why do you sign that? I, I Because he, I guess he was just like, I want to make one show and that's it. That's all I want from the from the whole shebang it's just like i feel like if you're if it is clearly like they were like oh game of thrones is gonna end right we need it we need need something to fill that space game of thrones is gonna end certainly game of thrones won't come back the week the new lord of the rings show starts certainly not that would never happen that would never happen um and then it, they, they didn't actually they didn't have any of that they right. just had like you said the rights to things over four episodes tv shows over four episodes long yeah amazon was in the process of trying to buy the entirety of the franchise uh-huh. and then embracer group makers of the spongebob squarepants <laughs> battle for bikini <laughs> bottom video game uh-huh. bought the entirety the of the rights thing. asterisk 
they just they bought they they bought um just like Middle Earth Enterprises, I think. Yes. And that's it. That's the whole thing. So they own now. Here are the things that they can make with these rights that they got. Uh, the developers of SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom can now make commercial video and board games based on Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. They can make movies related to the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and TV shows in four or fewer episodes. Uh Yes. (laughs) They can sell, they have merchandising rights so they can make a hotel and a restaurant, which you don't make those very explicit calls unless you're going to do both of those things. Yeah, unless you're going to open the Shire in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, Come it to says the merchandising Shire. rights, uh, including services such as hotels and restaurants, with respect to the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, uh, theme parks and experiences, another specific call, um, jointly controlled rights to license, develop, and adapt Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for theme parks. They also own the, the stage rights to the program. Unbelievable. And matching rights. Which means that if the will, yes. if the if the will of the dead man says that a book <laughs> is Lord of the Rings, then they own it. <laughs> uh huh. Which is wild to me. <laughs> it's so wild. So that's that's all they that's all the they got. I just like I so badly. I, I think I, you know, I think the science to like resurrect the dead is, you know, controversial, right? Like, yeah, we definitely. shouldn't do it. We can't play God. You know what I mean? But, we just can't. Yeah, but, but I would just I would pay a, an embarrassing amount of money to see like Walt Disney and J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. just get resurrected and then just force them to watch a presentation on what <laughs> kind of their estate <laughs> amounts okay. to it like just okay, what's wait. what's if going on if you're bringing back jur tolkien right uh-huh. yeah are you sh- are you just like hey jur like here's some of the pieces of media that exist now yeah right and then you show him the he trailer goes, what for is this fucking Road. treachery <laughs> you show him the trailer for saints Row three <laughs> 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 you show him two episodes of Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you show him the opening scene of the first Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you say, this is all the same thing, baby. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all together. <laughs> um, now, it does mean this. Now, I just didn't think about yeah. this for a second. It does mean that we might get a game where Gandalf can RKO someone. Yes. Okay. So that is be- that is the beautiful thing. Though, That's right? beautiful. Like, they can now put these put this stuff in. They have enough IP oh to make God. a bad Smash game. They now. do. Yeah, they do. Claptrap is, is in it. There's Frodo. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So like that's coming. I assume in the next two years. Yeah. Because I feel like they spun up multiverses pretty quick. From yeah. like announcement to when that game was out, I feel like was pretty fast. And again, if you're if you have studios working on 220 fucking games, 
law of large numbers dictates that maybe even 10 of those things are Smash Brothers clones. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Oh, right, what's the big Embracer multiverses game called? It's multiverses, except it's spelled correctly. Oh, all right. <laughs> Just um, try to get in on that. What if what if people misspelled multiverses and stumbled yeah. onto the SEO of the other one? Mm. And then this is all in immediate concert with the fact that Weta Workshop, who worked on the motion pictures, Correct. who were contracted by Warner Brothers to work on the motion pictures mm-hmm. and contracted by Amazon to work on the motion pictures, announced yesterday or two days. No, two days ago that they were partnering with private division owned by 2K uh-huh. to make a video game based on the Lord of the Rings Correct. franchise. Yeah. And I had to, <laughs> I had to like go deep into a rabbit hole to make sure that private division was not also owned by Embracer somehow. Yeah, and somehow. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. They're just their own thing with 2K. There's their own thing with 2K and there's no way any of this goes wrong. There's no way. Well, you know, statistically, they could like 51% of things could go right and they could still just say they still come out on top. It's fine. You know, 49% of their investments could just completely go bye bye. Um, Embrace. They they could have 112 games Mm -hmm. fucking eat it. Yeah. And And they'd still be okay. And they'd still be okay based on those numbers. Anyway, um, that uh, you you know what I asked you to do research. I mean, you really did it. it was the Wikipedia page of life of studios that is um, so funny that uh, Embracer Group uh-huh. owns is longer than most people. It's it's page. it is it's so it's like longer than Nikola Tesla's. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Um, we did um, we did read this list on another show at some point. Maybe it was this one. They but, uh, own yeah. Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. And, I mean, and Crystal Dynamics. They bought them uh, three months ago. Yeah. For like $45. Yeah. Like actually, they bought Tomb Raider, Beef. Fuck, dude, that Smash Brothers Club is coming in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to like six fucking months, dude. It's gonna have it's gonna have Derek Deus Ex, Tomb Raider. They're gonna make Tomb Raider two characters. You can be Triangle Tit Tomb Raider or regular Tomb Raider. You can be. They're gonna let you be that fucking racist hamster from Bio Mutant. Oh, That's them. Yeah. You can be. Oh my god! Bio mutant. Oh. They let you be the pinball machine from the pinball games because that's them also. Yeah, that's them. You could be uh, the Mac port of anybody because <laughs> they own Aspire. Yes, <laughs> Aspire's made they the Mac port of every more, video game. They spent more on Aspire than they did for Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and. and and this is kind of late breaking. I'm going to say news. I'm going to say mm-hmm. this is a true story, although it has not been widely confirmed that part of all of this, they announced Embracer Group announced that a big AAA game that they're making is trading AAA studios. The internal scuttlebutt is that Aspire has been stripped of the KOTOR remake and wow. it's moving to a different 
AAA company. Now, Aspire, again, they all they really did for the first like 20 years of their existence was port like PC and console games to Mac. Yeah. And they were good at it. I mean, they made a good living doing it. And, um, you know, they did they did work with like big games to put them on uh, on Max. Like they did that with um, Stubbs the Zombie. They did that with Stubbs the Zombie. But they also <laughs> did it with like the iOS port of like uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also updated uh, KOTOR 2. So it's like. They have this this you know long standing thing of this thing, but like they never really built a triple A game from scratch, and so they were going to remake this Kotor game, and apparently they 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 fucked up. They fucked up. They like fired two people that were directing the game, uh, like fairly recently, and it just seems like a shit show. And the rumor is that a part of all this stuff is that one of those new big studios is one of one of the 800 fucking things they just bought yep exactly so very interesting Um, yeah but yeah see here's the here's the thing sometimes i get sad when um when consolidation happens because i'm like ah the thing i like god god yeah 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 yeah. i don't care about literally any franchise that this fucking company i know at all i know and like they seem totally fine with that they're like, what if, what if we owned all of the things that you forgot about? Yeah. I mean, I f- feel like their philosophy is going to be, we bought the infrastructure of a ton of teams that have the ability to make something cool and transcendent, but they just haven't yet. And with yeah. our money and guidance, they will begin to make things that people buy and sure, large definitely. care about. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what, John, the new CEO of the eighth division <laughs> of Embrace you. Group. Thanks for acknowledging you're I'm finally <laughs> moving up in the world. You're so right. People are going to burn down Targets and Walmarts <laughs> trying to get the newest, hottest Embracer Group title. The, new, the newest <laughs> Madhead Games video game. The newest... 4A games video game. The newest. Yeah, hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold I love on. Neon Giant. The new Ravens Court video game. <laughs> the new Cryptic Studios video game. The new Crazy Labs video game. The Crazy new Labs. Ghost Ship. The new Coffee Stain. Bugbear Entertainment. Frame Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do these people make? What do they Nothing. make? They don't make. They own a studio called Smartphone Lab. We're gonna fucking find out that they're uh, that eighty of these studios came together to make the fucking Mark Zuckerberg art that we've seen <laughs> this week, and it's just a big grift. Embracer's been paid billions of dollars by Meta to create these goddamn Mark Zuckerberg tableaus, and it's just a big grift. That's what we're gonna find Can out. Can I? Can I read you a press release that I just found from August 18th, 2021? Yeah. Which is a year ago later than today. Yep. Um, Embracer Group, through its wholly owned subsidiary, Sabre, has entered in an agreement to acquire 100% of the shares in Russian-based Smartphone Labs, (laughs) an independent software testing and games development company for mobile PC consoles and VR. You've named your company poorly. A, Uh, number one. Yeah. Smartphone Labs, camel cased, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, you make PC console and VR games, you fucked up. Yeah. John Warren. Yeah. 
video game industry professional for literally over 15 years. Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of a video game produced or published or tested by Smartphone Labs? No, I haven't. No. You know who also hasn't? (laughs) Embracer Group. Because they don't list any fucking games in this press release. (laughs) It's just, it's just like, it's shells on shells on shells. There are. Yeah. One of them, one of them is Northrop Grumman. uh, Excuse me. What did she just call Northrop? (laughs) Northrop. Uh Uh-huh. Northrop. Yeah. Grumman. North. The the aerospace and defense company make oh, sure. bomb and yeah, yeah, yeah. and plane. Yeah, they make bomb and plane. Yeah, that's that's also Embracer Group. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So they really are building their own private army to swing in through your windows when we start talking yeah. shit about their. They get releases. killed by a fucking a private a private uh, the private Embracer army. Yeah fucking your arms and legs cut off with a very sharp copy of the original version of Spongebob Squarepants <laughs> found off a bikini bottom we whatever lo- other fucking THQ games they found in the warehouse. <laughs> We've loaded Teardown onto your computer, but it's got spyware on it. We're listening to every word you say. Um, okay. Well, THQ died for this, John. I know. I know. They can you believe they didn't name the company THQ? No, would you I, feel, I can't. Would you feel differently about this entire thing if it was if called the company THQ. was named THQ? I would instead? feel, I I would feel a little bit differently. I I think like you know, we would I think we would be having more um, productive conversations about what THQ's strategy would be. Yes. And kind of looking at it through a lens of like where they were in terms of an IP holder and kind of where they had missteps and maybe where they could be going forward. Like, I think that conversation would be more like coherent, mm-hmm. but I think there's a because reason of, they, because of history, because of history. But, you know, I, I also think someone up the chain must have thought the THQ name in terms of a recency bias is not that hot. It was known more for its missteps than its successes over the past, Mm -hmm. like over the last like five years of its like core existence. I can see that conversation. Like I can definitely see that conversation taking place and I can see it ending up where it ended up. Now that conversation should have also included, well, how are people going to feel about this in 10 years are yeah. they really going to know what the Embracer Group stands for? And they probably all are went, they, they probably all went, yeah. But the real answer is no, absolutely the fuck not. And and no one asked, is the word Embracer Group <laughs> going to be, right. like, have a positive or negative connotation yeah, to yeah, human yeah. beings? Yeah, no, li- if, literally. If our strategy is buy everything, <laughs> can we call the business Embracer, Embracer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not a good name. And it's it, it is it is one of the most like fictional conglomerate is here to uh inject you with uh alien cells and you're gonna you're gonna grow a xenomorph out of your head kind of name. Like it is it does not instill trust or positivity to me. No. Uh 
I'm trying to figure out what real business has a similar number of employees as Embracer Group. Mm. Mm. What about Kroger? Kroger. Kroger number. I mean, this is, uh, oh, I was going to announce I was going to sneeze, but I sneezed already. Well, okay. Now we should, we should go. Yeah, but we I should have, go. I have four questions for you. Yeah, what's that? How many people does Kroger employ? Oh my the God. grocery, the grocery store chain, the large grocery store chain. Yes. Um. Oh man, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be good at answering this question, but I'm gonna say twenty thousand people. Four hundred and sixty-five thousand people. Oh, so I was how like, I was people, way off then, huh? Uh huh. How many people does Walmart employ? Oh, like what? What was Kroger? Four hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, Walmart's Walmart's probably like 600. 2.3 million people. Okay. How many people does HEB employ? Oh, which is a grocery store. Crucially only in Texas, in Texas. Uh, and I guess there are some in Northeast Mexico, 300,000, 100,000 people. Okay. None of it makes any sense. No, none of it makes sense. None of these numbers make any sense. No, they don't. You're telling me that Walmart employs more people than live in New York City? No, sorry. A few million people. Wait. What? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they, don't, they don't employ New York City. No. They employ like Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, a huge, it's still a huge number. And like 500,000 of them, I think, live in Arkansas, where I am. Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn has 2.5 million people in it. Okay. And the Walmart number is three years old. Yeah, Embracer Group apparently only has 12,000 people. That or, uh, around 13,000. They're 000. fucking lying. That's, I mean, that's what it says. I, I don't know. No. I don't know if that includes subsidiaries. I mean, I think it would have it's to. It's gotta, right? It's gotta. What stadium? I think like you, we should just count things by which stadiums in this country they could fill up. You know? Like, that's the only way I can quantify Well, Embracer people. could fill up StubHub uh, Yes, absolutely. That's better than it. the Chargers. Yeah, better like, than the only Chargers reason too. I know what 100,000 people looks like is because of the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rose Bowl. In either context, I don't know. The, the standing room uh, addition to AT&T Stadium, that's uh-huh. about 100,000. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, thanks for telling me about uh, – th- uh, Hey, hey, Nikki, what happened? Yeah. Thank you're you welcome. for telling me what happened. I'm going to forget literally all of this as soon as I hit stop. That's great. You'll have this recording to go back to to remember whenever you need great. it. E- even all eight minutes where the fire alarm's going on. Yep. All you got to do is listen and it'll be right here for you. Hey, thanks to Nikki for uh, talking to me about a bracer group. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that conversation immensely. Uh, Let's catch you up with some other stuff that happened this week in games. Hey, you know what Nexus Mods is? It's one of the biggest modding communities on the planet. If you want to go mod a PC game, there's a huge database of mods to choose from over at Nexus Mods. And they did something pretty cool this week. Uh, Some user decided to make a sock puppet account and create an interesting mod that changed the pride flags in the new Spider-Man remastered that just came out on PC to American flags. Created a sock puppet account to do it. 
uh, and uh, got banned because of it. Nexus Mods was like, nah, if y'all are promoting stuff that doesn't promote inclusivity and diversity, uh, we're definitely going to take the mod off. And because this person made a sock puppet account, knowing that they were going to get in trouble for it, they banned the user, their main account, and the sock puppet account. Big deal. Uh, Nexus Mods wrote a blog post saying uh, that they're starting clear-cut guidelines on this. They said, quote, the fact that the user needed to make a sock puppet like a coward to upload the mod showed their intent to troll and they knew and that they knew it would not be allowed. Had they not been a coward and they had used their main account instead, we would have simply removed the mod and told them that we did not want to host it, only banning them if they re-uploaded it again after being fairly warned. The creation of the Sock Puppet account removed any doubt and made it a very easy decision for us. Both the Sock Puppet account and the user's main account have been banned, end quote. Um, they also went on to say that if they think that someone's uploading a mod with the intent to be deliberately against inclusivity or diversity, they'll take action against it. Uh, mods D, uh, mod DB also followed suit and removed the mod from their database. So uh, a nice little victory for folks that uh, just don't mess around with silliness. Come on. We, we just don't have time for silliness. Uh, something very, very, very fascinating appeared over on amazon.com jeff's big store uh the day one edition of the playstation 4 version of dead island 2 uh similar listings for the playstation 5 and xbox series versions of the game followed publisher deep silver has not uh actually revealed this title it uh was probably going to be announced at gamescom which uh, happens this week the game has a release date of February 3rd, 2023. It was first revealed back in 2014. That's the same year that U2 put their album on iPods and you couldn't take it off easily. Anyway, it's so wild that this game that has just kind of been shovelware, vaporware even. That's what I meant. Vaporware for however long is now back. We know however long. It's eight years. This was this was an unbelievable uh, turn of events. Publisher Deep Silver actually dropped Jaeger Development from the project, one of the original developers, back in July 2014. A new developer didn't sign on until March 2016 when Sumo Digital took it over. Coke Media was acquired by then THQ Nordic in 2018. In 2019, Homefront the Revolution developer Dan Buster Studios took over the development. And somewhere within that, of course, THQ Nordic became the Embracer Group. So, yeah, this is still an Embracer joint. They're pretty busy the past little while. And let's uh, talk about Naoki Yoshida, the uh, incredible director of the Final Fantasy XIV and now the director of Final Fantasy Sixteen. He's been making the rounds in media talking about the uh, overall Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, this is a uh, an incredible franchise, of course. It's been around forever. But they're not making automatic bangers anymore. The single-player big experiences are coming out further and further apart. Final Fantasy 15 was a 
protracted development. And obviously, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out uh, next year, at least as of the recording of this show. Um, but Yoshida is taking over a lot of what Final Fantasy has to offer right now. Uh, he's the creative director, of course. And he says, quote, in terms of whether Final Fantasy is successfully adapting to industry trends, I believe the series is currently struggling. Wow. Uh, we're at now at a point where we receive a wide variety of requests regarding the direction of our game design. To be honest, it'd be impossible to satisfy all of those requests with a single title. My current impression is that all we can really do is create multiple games and continue creating the best that we can at any given time, end quote. So this basically uh, shows that Naoki Yoshida is paying a lot of attention to what people are saying about this vaunted franchise uh, and that, you know, maybe he needs to take some of the lessons learned from Final Fantasy XIV, even if they're different and unique and uh, wild compared to where the series has been. He doesn't seem afraid to be injecting some of that uh, into Final Fantasy XVI and beyond. So uh, it's very, very interesting. Um, Yoshida is one of the most interesting figures in games. You can see more quotes from him and a piece that uh, Mike Williams put together over on the linkshell.com. I think you should go uh, check it out. Uh, hey, there was a big, big, big report. Kotaku filed it. Thanks, Kotaku, for all of your amazing reporting. Uh, detailing instances of sexual harassment and gender discrimination alleged to have happened over at Nintendo. Kotaku spoke to several female workers who con who did contract work for the company, which included unwanted advances, inappropriate online interactions, and discoveries of a pay gap between female contractors and male contractors that were not rectified after being brought up to management. Uh, some of these uh, inappropriate things were like Slack messages. Uh, there was like a translation Slack board where the introduction, the introduction of one new uh, male uh, translation expert uh, also brought a lot of uh, inappropriate memes about which Pokemon that he would like to have sex with. Things like that. It's gross. There was also a lot of favoritism, cronyism. Those words were used by some of the people that Kotaku talked to. Uh, that report is explosive. You should go read the whole thing. We also have some details over at fanbyte.com. Thank you so much uh, to Kenneth Shepard for putting that stuff together. Uh, Doug Bowser, the president of Nintendo of America, uh, did acknowledge the Kotaku report and says they will, of course, investigate any allegations we become aware of, and we will be actively investigating the most recent claims. And of course, he went, yada, yada, yada. We have strict policies against yada, yada, yada. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Um, he also wrote, hey, please remember that our HR teams are here to support you. Eh, HR teams are really there to protect the company. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> if you uh, if you want to see a full list of all the Embracer Group stuff, I know we talked about it a lot. Uh, there is a piece over at Fanbyte. Dot com. Kenneth Shepard put it together. Uh, but yeah, it includes limited run games. It includes Tatsujin. includes Bitwave. That's a Swedish studio. Giotech. Okay, we didn't even touch that one. There's Sting Strix, which we talked about in our conversation with Nikki. Uh, Tuxedo Labs. Uh, Tripwire Interactive. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about the big acquisition of the Lord of the Rings Hobbit stuff, the entire IP rights, aside from uh, TV series that contain more than four episodes. That's the only thing excluded from the deal. 
Very, very interesting. Maybe Jeff Bezos will give that up at some point. Uh, but yeah, what a fascinating, uh, what a fascinating week it is for Embracer and uh, whatever the fuck they're doing right now. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on next week. Hey, let's just go over what's come out in August. I mean, I missed a few weeks. I know, you know, like you could have caught up with this stuff. I just haven't talked about it and I want to talk about it. So let's talk about what's come out in August so far. And I'll tell you what I think you should be on the lookout for. And we'll get to next week in a moment. Before We Leave came out on Switch on August 2nd. Uh, South of the Circle came out on basically everything except Google Stadia on August 3rd. Hindsight came to Switch PC and iOS on August 4th. Turbo Golf Racing. Yeah, that's Turbo Golf Racing. That's an Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC joint came out back on August 4th. Recipe for Disaster came out on the 5th. Two Point Campus is a cool chill management thing. Merritt's been playing a little of it, says it's actually pretty a lot cooler than she thought it would be. That came out on August 9th for basically everything except for Google Stadia. Lost in Play came out on Switch and PC on the 10th. And then Cult of the Lamb that came out on August 11th. I haven't had an opportunity to talk about this game. I picked it up. I've been playing it. Very good game. Good steamed game. Steam deck game. It's awesome on the go. Uh, I really like Cult of the Lamb. It is, uh, it's, you know, like all their systems are like not super deep, but they're all used in tandem in interesting ways. If you can get past some of the kind of like indoctrination stuff, like you might be squeamish about that. I'm a little squeamish about it. I don't think, you know, glorifying that stuff is all that fun. But hey, listen, it's obviously a big piece of fiction. Everyone's like a lamb or a monster. It's not really that, you know not really that serious, but I do like the game a lot. If you like a lot of interconnected systems, managing followers, things like that, it's pretty cool. Rumbleverse is a game that I've still not got my hands on. It's basically out for everything uh, except for Nintendo Switch and Stadia. Um, it is a cool Battle Royale melee game. A lot of people online are playing it, having a really good time. I still need to check it out. Um, it looks very, very cool. Of course, we talked about Marvel Spider-Man already. The remaster coming to PC looks great on PC if you've got a great system. Multiverse has got its official release on the 15th. We have a ton of guides for that over at fanbyte.com if you want to check it out. Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince came out on Switch and PC. Roller Drome, which we have some uh, review uh, thoughts as well as guides on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. Uh, Kirby's Green Buffet just came out. Michael Himes been playing a ton of it. Absolutely loves it. If you like kind of Fall Guys gameplay with Kirby eating a bunch of stuff, you should definitely pick that up over on Switch. Curse to Golf is an interesting looking game. Uh, came out uh, last week on the 18th. PlayStation 5 for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, PC. RPG Time, The Legend of Right is a cool little storybooky looking RPG uh, that's out now. Came out on Switch on the 18th. I still haven't checked that out, but I want to. Uh, Thymesia came out on the 18th. We are OFK came out on the 18th. Both of, uh, both of those are out on PlayStation 5, uh, but OFK is on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Thymesia is also on PC, Switch, and Xbox Series X and S. Um, Madden NFL 223, you might be playing it early already. It uh, came out 
on the uh, 19th, though. So you're probably playing it already. Uh, I, yeah, I've picked it up. I've played it a bit. It's a lot of the same. I'll just tell you this. I got uh, I got NFL 2K5 on my Steam Deck. That's what I did in response to playing Madden NFL 23. That's all you need to know. Midnight Fight Express comes out this week on August 23rd. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Saints Row comes to uh, PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on August 23rd. We did not get a review code for that game, at least early. Uh, it's probably because we wrote a, rev- a preview of it that was not super positive. Uh, we're kind of hearing that it's a bit of a technical mess. But if you like Saints Row then you should get excited about it because there's a lot of Saints Row. If you like Saints Row, you'll like Saints Row. You know Saints Row. You'll like it. F1 Manager 2022 comes to PlayStation 5 for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on August 25th. SD Gundam Battle Alliance coming to basically everything under the sun except for Google Stadia on August 25th. At some point, I'm going to quit saying the Google Stadia line because dead, dead console, but... I feel like it's necessary still. Pac-Man World Repack coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 26th. Soul Hackers 2. We didn't like that game all that much here at Fanbyte. Michael Himes played about 30 hours of it. Said he's uh, actually liked it less and less the more he's played it. Bummer. But if you uh, want to look past it, listen, reviews are kind of all over the place. Some people loved it. Some people thought it was kind of a mediocre game. Some people hated it. But it's on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on the 26th. Uh, as for the very end of the month, let's let's hit it anyway. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. That is the remaster of Destroy All Humans 2. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC on the 30th. Immortality, that's Sam Barlow's new joint. Uh, Edge Magazine gave it a perfect score. So if you like Sam Barlow stuff, you'll probably like Immortality. Xbox Series X and S, PC, iOS, and Android on the 30th. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection looks like a very good collection of stuff. There's like extras and a lot of games and it seems like a really good collection, thoughtful collection, PlayStation 5 for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch and PC and Tiny Ken coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC on August 30th. Uh, I can't tell you what to watch. I haven't watched a whole lot of stuff. I've been watching like 90 Day Fiance and uh, The Nick. I rewatched The Nick, the Cinemax show from the mid-2010s. I love that show. I miss it. They should make another one. Steven Soderbergh, do something about it. Uh, I can't tell you what to watch. I know She-Hulk is out. It's gotten pretty good reviews. It looks really fucking stupid to me, but you know what? I'll probably give it a shot at some point. Uh, The new Game of Thrones stuff just started. I probably watched it. Let me be honest. I just watched all of Game of Thrones again with my wife. She hadn't seen it. I was like, I can't go back to this show. But you know what? I watched every single episode of it again. I gotta say, pretty fucking good. Game of Thrones is pretty good. When it was really good, it was really fucking good. And so, I don't know, I might give Pavis of the Dragon a shot. Anyway, um, that's what's coming out uh, this coming week. A lot of cool stuff. I am definitely looking forward to August 30th, get my hands on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga collection. Uh, but there's, you know, there's good stuff to check out from all over the month. Definitely pick up Cult of the Lamb. Give it a shot. 
Uh, I think even if you're allergic to uh, roguelike stuff, there might be something there uh, to sink your teeth into. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Nikki Grayson. You can find them over on Twitter at Godsua. Thanks for educating me on the Embracer group. I really appreciate it. Uh, also, thank you so much to Paul Tamayo for producing another wonderful episode of this show. You can find him over at Polymayo on Twitter. Please do that. We, you can also listen to uh, other podcasts on the network. They're getting fewer and farther between. Yeah, we've shut a couple down. You love to see it's going to sleep and uh, and and friends reunion also going to sleep. We're focusing on games in the short term. Uh, of course, 99 potions still going very strong. Uh, Channel F still going very strong. Please check out those shows on the network. They are amazing. They're incredible. Please go listen to them uh, whenever you get a chance. Uh, but as for me, you can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter. I'm locked down as of this recording, but you can still request. I might let you in. Who knows? I'll probably open it up pretty soon, too. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, uh, until next week, this has been a, a, a really good time. I love putting this show together. I've missed it. Thanks for listening. And uh, you're welcome. Welcome.